Welcome back to Recorded Conversations, the podcast that's dedicated to compassionately considering all perspectives while engaging in authentic, connected dialogue. I'm Danielle Kingstrom. Matthew Niemi joins the conversation today. Matthew is a PhD candidate for Islamic Studies at the University of Indiana, and he reached out to me after hearing the episode Psychedelic Christianity, in which I question whether Islam offers similar doctrines of forgiveness as Christianity. As a listener, he felt compelled to confront the confusion and offered space to be a guest and discuss and help inform. Listeners, I encourage you to do this. If you hear something in my podcast that you disagree with, that you're confused by, that you want me to peel back a little bit more, and you'd like to join the discussion, please reach out to me. This is what the podcast was created for. This is what Recorded Conversations is about. And I am happy to announce that I had another person just recently write to me, tell me about all the things that he has been discovering for himself in the way that he is relating to himself, to lovers, and to the world and wanted to join on the podcast. And so on Friday, I'll be sitting down with a new guest and letting him share space with me and share his story. So I just want to, as a caveat, always, every episode, if there's something that convicts you, that compels you, that conflicts you, reach out to me and let's have a conversation. So today, Matthew shares what he's learned of Islam, flexes his Arabic skills, and then we dig into forgiveness, politics, and we talk a little bit about censorship. He drops a few verses from Matthew 23. He shows how Jesus is regarded in Islam, and he parallels the similarities that we can see between Christianity and Islam. Allah is a God of mercy, love, and forgiveness, expecting the same of his followers. And is it a good thing for Islam or any religion to be entangled in politics? This is a discussion that we embark on. Matthew articulates that like Christianity, there's a spectrum of entanglement similar to what we have here in our society in the United States. We dig into social problems and our responsibility as a collective and as an individual. I share a little bit about my concern for the eroticizing of politics. I explain how I believe feminism lost its power by seeking all of the power and why I want to keep eroticism separate from politics. Matthew raises good points that politics and religion are helpful for us to organize and operate within the society we live in. We cover a variety of topics, so I encourage you to settle in and get cozy. And as always, listeners, I ask you, compassionately consider the perspective of Matthew Abdullahak Niami. Enjoy the episode.
certain phrases we use in conversation that are like, uh, yeah, like alhamdulillah, praise, praise, praises to God. Uh, um, assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if I if I accidentally say something, I'll try to uh, translate it. You know, awesome uh, for for anybody listening. Awesome. Um. So first, okay. So Matthew Abdulhaq. Is that how you yeah. say it? Yeah. Yeah. Abdulhaq. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's your last name? Niemi. It's a Finnish last name. Nice. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. nice to meet you. Good to meet um, you. And yeah, uh, okay. Should I call you Danielle or? Yep, Danielle works okay. just fine. Um, I just want to say I'm, I really appreciate you reaching out to me and um, even offering I, I, the cr- criticism you did because I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, and I appreciate um, you responding as well, yeah. Yeah, so I'm really, really looking forward to this. Just, yeah, I, uh, cool. I want to be a sponge to absorb. Um, I have tried like to learn about Islam mm-hmm. and um, I just feel like I'm not hitting on the right people who know how to mm-hmm. present it to, you know, my fresh eyes. So mm-hmm. I, that's what I'm hoping for here, for you to just kind of present a really good mm-hmm. understanding, kind of an intro for everybody listening who really doesn't know anything about Islam. So mm-hmm. with that, if you wouldn't mind, could you just give us a little bit of a background, who you are, what you do? Um, and what inspired you to reach out to me to present all uh, of this? So uh, my name is Matthew Niemi, and yeah, I sort of add, I add when I converted to Islam, I added Abdul Haq as kind of like a an extra, uh, you know, Islamic nickname, I guess. Um, and um, I, uh, well, I'm, I'm a PhD candidate in Islamic studies and religious studies uh, at Indiana University. Um, and right now, and I'm working on finishing my dissertation. Uh, from home um, in the Chicago area, and I'm uh, uh, working for a, a place called El Furqan Foundation, um, which I'm not I'm not representing them or anything. But uh, uh, yeah, I work for a for a foundation that is uh, it's sort of like a religious publisher outreach uh, uh, foundation, and uh, yeah, so I do sermons and fundraising for them. But yeah, uh, what, sorry, what was the other question? Uh, did you was there another question um, on the list? Yeah, just what inspired you to reach out and oh, want to kind of share Yeah, your story? Right. Um, yeah so uh, is my um, is audio quality okay, by the way? I wasn't yep. sure. Okay, cool. So the, um, uh, yeah, so basically I was just, uh, I was very interested in, in your podcast. Uh, I, I started listening to an episode on uh, psych- psychedelic Christianity. Um, and yeah, I just got the sense that I think, uh, uh, I think, I think you and I will, definitely uh be very different in certain ways which will god willing benefit us that we'll learn from each other and and i also thought i vibed with you on certain uh uh, certain you know like in certain aspects of of spirituality perhaps uh because i I, you know i think we i noticed you know you you like me i think have a strong you know intellectual component to our spirituality um and uh um yeah, I just I was really enjoying the episode and everything and, and of this. I, and then uh, you guys had said, you know, and granted, you were admitting that you didn't really know much about Islam or what have you. But you had said something about, you know, how uh, Islam doesn't have uh, forgiveness in it or so, uh, something to that effect. And I was and, and, and yeah. you had heard it from somebody. Uh, yeah. And I was kind of like, oh, cr-, like, you know, I was just um, like, oh, man, I just I just had it, you know, naturally had an urge to, like, you know, I love religion and I love and I, yeah. so I love sharing with people. And I, I, I just had an urge to uh, talk with you and uh, uh, be of benefit to, any, to anybody uh, listening. Cool. cool. Yeah, please. So let's start. So, um, yeah, in a couple of the topics you touched on was talking about kind of forgiveness, politics and just kind of a 
maybe a generalized understanding of Islam. So where would mm. we want to step into this first? I, I've never heard of, say I'm a person that's never heard of Islam, mm-hmm. but maybe I've only heard bad things. What are mm-hmm. some of the first three or four foundational truths of Islam that you can share with mm-hmm. us that mm-hmm. people might misperceive or misunderstand? Yeah. Um, so I guess I would say uh, just overall, um, you know, Islam uh, is actually like Islam is, is Islam and Judaism are probably the two most similar religions in the world. Uh, as far as, you know, things that consider themselves to be different religions, of course, you have different, you know, sects within Christianity or what have you, but, uh, and within Islam, but, you know, as far as, you know, things that we typically call like, this is a religion, this is a different religion. Uh, Islam and Judaism, I would say are kind of the most uh, similar to each other. Um, uh, uh, though, uh, Islam also shares important things with Christianity as well. Um, and we like to think of ourselves as a happy medium between Judaism and Christianity in, in some ways, you know, that's, that's our branding anyway. But uh, uh, the, uh, um, the, the, um, yeah, so one fun way I like putting it is that Islam is like Judaism light plus Jesus for the world. Uh, something like that. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's very, very uh, similar to Judaism in the sense that, you know, uh, we have scripture and we recite it. Uh, we have daily prayers. Um, we have, you know, dietary laws, uh, uh, things, you know, uh, daily rituals, a very kind of like, um, you know, there's a, a sort of institutionalized effort to infuse every aspect of your life with remembrance of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, so, yeah, so, and, and then, I suppose in the way that it would share with Christianity, for instance, or at least modern day Christianity, um, is that it, um, it is proselytizing. Like it's not considered ethnic, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, clearly, uh, uh, for my, uh, uh for my, uh, although, you know, granted, I mean, there's, uh, you know, there's, uh, people, there's born Muslims in Bosnia and whatnot that would look just like, or even in Pakistan, there's people in Pakistan yeah. that, you know, especially if you get in the Northern parts where you have people who are more, uh, you know, Afghan, you know, whatever you want to call these ethnic groups. But anyway, uh, I'm getting distracted here, but the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, um, uh, and forgive me for going to, uh, just slow me down if you need to. I've, you know, had some coffee earlier, so I'm kind of That's, just, we're good I right a little now. bit of the nerves <laughs> and I'm just kind of yeah hugging along your so pace anyway. will slow down once you get comfy <laughs> okay so the um uh uh the um yeah so so like christianity it's a um you know it's a non-ethnic religion um and it's and it's more i guess a, l- a little bit more geared toward sharing you know seeing seeing it rather as rather than in judaism where you see you know there are certain laws i suppose that are for jews only and then the rest of uh humanity uh, just has the noahide laws uh are you familiar with the noahide laws uh, no, I am not. So, uh, not, so by, in, not by term. Oh, okay. So the the yeah the in the uh, uh, well, I guess in it's probably in Genesis, or I'm not actually I'm not sure if it's in Genesis or if there's something that's kind of like gathered by the rabbis. But there's a there's a concept in Judaism uh, of the Noahide laws, which are while the Jews have uh, you know the the children of Israel have have the Torah. Uh, there are certain more generic laws that were given to Noah and apply to all mankind. And okay. these, they, they, they uh, generally include things like not having idolatry, uh, not having uh, uh, adultery, murder, um, eating blood, um, uh, eating uh, and, and like the, 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 necess- the necessity to establish courts of law, mm-hmm. uh, not um, no, no murdering, I think I said, uh, yeah, so, so kind so, of so like of, a universal moral foundation expected of all of humanity. Yes, yes. Okay. And, and so uh, Islam um, kind of thinks of itself in many ways as 
like those Noahide laws, and it is, is very similar actually. Uh, so, so uh, Muslims kind of like fall perfectly into the category of Noahide laws from the perspective of, of, of the Jewish tradition, uh, since it's very against idolatry and it has these uh, um, other uh, other kind of common qualities. Um, and um, and then uh, the another way in which uh, uh, Christianity is like, or sorry, Islam is like Christianity is that you have um, Jesus is accepted as a, a prophet and the Messiah in 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 the Islamic tradition, and um, he is um, by uh, you know by at least by the I say the yeah the the Orthodox mainstream whatever you want to call it uh, Sunni Islam um, uh, Jesus is Jesus has a role in the the the, the end times in which he returns to rule. Um, as the rightful king uh, mm -hmm. uh, of of the of the wor the world, I suppose, um, and um, although he is he is uh, uh, I guess clearly said to not be God um, or the Son of God, he, but he is called uh, he is called a prophet and a servant of God and the 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 breath or spirit of God and a word of God, a word of God. So Jesus is revered within mm -hmm. Islam in that he's acknowledged as an important prophet and, and player in the end of the game, basically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. cool. Good. Got that. And then, and then obviously, we, and then the other addition obviously would be uh, Muhammad, peace be upon him, who we see as kind of like a, a revivification of the, the real prophetic tradition, uh, which is, you know, very close to, from our perspective, you know, the way Jesus Christ, peace be upon him would have, you know, taught and worshiped in and, okay. and, 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 and et cetera. Um, and that, uh, you know, th the things that set Christians uh, astray, we often see as coming from, uh, from Paul in some ways. Mm. Um, I've had you know, my issues with Mr. Apostle Paul before. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a character. He's a character. <laughs> Sometimes I love him and other times I hate him and want to be like, nope, throw it all out. It's icky. <laughs> uh, I have a hard time with him. I just, I feel like he's yeah. just, I don't know. He's just all over the place. And he's, yeah. he's a, <laughs> He was a guy who was learning his own journey, and so yeah. <laughs> have, yeah. we'll have grace on that. You know, yeah, you know, he was he was he was doing it for the first time. You know, he was building exactly. a church for the first time. Yeah. So I'll give yeah. you know, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> he was growing into his position, and and so we kind of <clears throat> we do see an evolution along the way in the Bible. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and and I get the sense that he was prop like, I think he. Um, I think he was try he did receive some genuine like spiritual insights about like why would why would one follow the law you know uh, as opposed to mm -hmm. uh, I think he get but he, I think he gets a little uh, he gets himself a little worked up and he gets a little hyperbolic and people then I think kind of misunderstand what he's saying uh, or at least what he set yeah. out to say uh, because he he often gets uh, a little worked up against his fellow Jews who yes. uh, uh, who believe in uh, Torah practices for the Gentiles, the Gentile believers. Yeah. Well, and I suppose too, I mean, what kind of a betrayal is he having to himself too, having come out of that and then having the Roman influence and then going, wait, everything I learned was a lie. I have to start again. And yeah, what a, what a, what a, it's such a philosophical conundrum. I think that we all go through right in life and we start going, wait, you know, what do I do here? And this is what I'm going right. to do. And sometimes we get overzealous like the apostle did. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's jump back a little bit. What intrigued you about Islam? What in, uh, did you grow up in it? Have you always been no. a practice? Okay. So do you have any Christian history? Did you grow up in an atheist house? What was your upbringing like? 
Yeah, I was brought up in a very liberal Protestant church, the UCC, uh, United okay. Church of Christ. I'm not, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Um, what's your What's your uh, background, by the way? Um, uh, uh, Christian light, hippie okay. influence. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's mine. <laughs> with, I, I, a I think... of, with a little bit of everything, Buddhism and uh-huh. and um, Black Panther and mm-hmm. you know Michael Jackson. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where my all my spiritually shaken up in. <laughs> I, I got the sense that you and I share this to some. We're kind of like we're kind of like hippies who are who also kind of get skeptical of hippies, you know? Yeah, and we're like, yeah, and we're like, yeah. well, I don't know. The church or what you know, organized religion has mm-hmm. a lot of like benefits and spiritual technologies and traditions and wisdom and things. So, like, hold on, let's not go jump into la la land. You know, quite, it's funny you know? that you bring that up too, because that that's an interesting component just of what I've observed in myself in my kind mm-hmm. of evolution. Is at one point I was I was like uh, history, religion, eh, I'm over it, mm-hmm. right? Like I and I, it's not important and. The more I peel back all the layers to, you know, relearn a new process, the more I come to have a greater reverence for tradition, for ritual, mm-hmm. for, um, you know, sacred rites of religion. And then we can't really say we're not influenced by it because we've never been removed from its mm-hmm. influences. And so it's like, if I go back to a, a deeper philosophy in my life and that, you know, I should seek to understand everything rather than resistant resist it or reject it then you kind of come to an appreciation for the beauty that folds itself in all of the religion all Mm -hmm. over the world and you Mm -hmm. don't have to butt against it but you can still you know observe the flaws and go okay well i'm just not going to do that and Mm -hmm. keep promoting it forward so Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. exactly i am i have a reverence for it but as for me personally i don't adhere to anything Mm -hmm. any i just i like to just absorb things and go absorb Mm -hmm. more things and just for now you're a a seeker that primarily dwells within the christian tradition but yes it does okay yeah okay yeah and and i and i and i I think sometimes like uh maybe you'll relate to this is like some like there might be some position that at some point in your life you think like oh this is like hippy dippy bullshit or whatever and then Mm -hmm. like later on you kind of like work or at least this is my experience anyway. i don't know maybe you can relate to this like sometimes there's sort of a hippy dippy thing and i'm kind of like oh whatever you know it sounds dumb or you know and then i kind of like uh um like i dive back into the studying of the tradition and using and sort of reasoning through things and then i feel like maybe a few years later i'll find myself like having that same position but it's like i got to it in such a different way yeah that i'm like that i'm like you know it's like uh, you know, and then I, you know, I, I, at least this is my arrogant thing of like, you know, uh, yeah, that's true. But I don't, but you know, do you guys realize why, you know, <laughs> yeah, know. have you yeah. worked through, have you worked, have you taken the journey to get to this point or, you know, or that's are you just really important though, you know, cause someone mm-hmm. can tell us something and be like, no, really it's true. And we can be like, eh. and later on you, you go, oh, well they were right about that, but I mm-hmm. had to have it shown to me in a different way or it had to relate mm-hmm. to something more mm-hmm. personal or intimate um, yeah. within my life. So intimacy, let's go there. So this is mm-hmm. one of the things that I'm often conflicted about in understanding of Islam is mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of dig around in the field of arrows and with that goes eroticism and, and understanding, you know, the sacred history of seduction and sensuality. Mm-hmm. And I have had people say, well, you've looked at, you know, erotic Islam, right? And I'm like, mm. I, I didn't think it was an erotic religion. And so mm. I'm just curious if you see any 
hmm. any layers of eroticism within Islam that you've learned within, you know, mm -hmm. your, your education process and what you can speak to that on? Uh, to be yeah, to be honest, I, I that is something that I am not very familiar with. See, it's always um, just a separate component, is it? Sexuality and religion—you got to dig for it a little deeper. Uh, yeah, you have to know the right people to talk to, you know. Yeah. And and like, you know, obviously, like the the religions are you know sort of ongoing projects that respect that, that re reflect every aspect of society. So yeah, like mm -hmm. you you know the uh, um, and unfortunately, unfortunately, like the the type of Islam that we kind of have easy access to the type of thinking, at least in, in the West in like this time period is heavily informed by like, you know, it's a combination of like certain ethnic groups from certain class, you know, based on the immigration laws, you know, what type of people are allowed to come in, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I'm not saying this is bad or anything. I'm not, these people, I'm not saying that people are bad. It's just a certain, you know, it tends to be like doctors and engineers that come, you mm -hmm. know, from the upper middle class of Pakistan and, and the Arab world and what have you, who are, who are, you know, educated in a certain type of school and the, you know, Saudi Arabia with its sort of, with its Salafi, uh, uh, way of thing, type of Islam, which is sort of, you know, compare, I could, would compare it to sort of like the evangelicals. They're like the evangelicals okay. of the Muslim world. There's okay. because they have, they have all this oil money. They, they send, they publish tons of junk in my opinion <laughs> and pump it all over the world. And so yeah. like they have this like over, overreaching influence uh, in that, in that sense. And it's not like dangerous stuff. I'm not talking about, they're not, they're not trying to like, it's just that silly goofy stuff. The same with the it's just that like, you know, it's oh, like, it's like oh. the 30 year old guy who never caught past Sunday school, that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and again, this is still for the law for my arrogance, but I'm just trying to, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, just trying to, I don't know. I'm, I'm... All right. So what about Islam's views on sex and sexuality? <laughs> um, mm -hmm. We know that within a lot of Christian circles, there is condemnation of sex outside of marriage and there's condemnation mm -hmm. of same sex. Uh, with Islam, mm -hmm. is it safe to presume there's those similar condemnations or maybe rejections of what is natural for? Yeah. 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 The, um, yeah, the, uh, uh... Islam would, uh, yeah, has similar types of things like no adultery, no fornication, no uh, homosexuality. Um, yeah, pretty pretty standard among the Abrahamic uh, uh, faiths. And I if you and, and if you do those things uh, under <clears throat> Islam law, is it similar to Christian law in some circles where you burn in hell for it? Or like, I guess I'm curious about the eschatology of Islam. <clears throat> is it annihilationism? Mm -hmm. ism um, is it is it you know is there a universalism mm -hmm. something oh, like that I, or is there a hell or I, how does I guess yeah and, and, it's, and i realized i'd never quite answered your previous question i'm sorry uh, the but the um you were you were asking about uh, oh yeah the, the the erotic elements or what have you um they are uh well i okay i guess it's answering both questions at the same time so the so islam has historically been quite a uh, sex positive religion, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, okay. It was never, it was the, the, the monasticism or the celibacy of monks was seen as a corruption. Um, and, uh, you know, like there are traditions of the prophet Muhammad saying like, um, you know, uh, I, you know, I got married and, uh, you know, if you don't like my lifestyle, then you're not, you're not like, uh, the, the lifestyle of Muhammad or the Sunnah, as it's called, like his practices, his habitual way of doing things that is kind of like seen as like the model for the ideal human. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and, and when he, so when he says like my Sunnah, my, uh, 
my established practice uh, is that he got married. So if you like, if you like, if you don't marry, like for some people, it's kind of said, it's like, okay. Like if somebody maybe doesn't have desire or somebody mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's just not for them for some reason, it's not saying it's, it's not saying that you have to get married. Uh, but it is saying that like, it's generally encouraged, especially if you fear that you would commit adultery. Otherwise mm, it's seen as like yeah. a, uh, a way to, um, uh, it, it's it's sort of a uh, a way to protect yourself from the dangers of sexual attraction, etc., um, and yeah. make it permissible, make it halal, make it uh, you know so that you you don't have to worry. Um, and it's about... good to marry. I mean, I'm married, mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm, good to marry. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. mean, okay, so that I mean, yeah, that and I think the apostle Paul was the opposite of that, mm-hmm. and was like, be like maybe celibate. You know, so well, he said, marry, marry one woman if you're weak, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah. ideally if you must, if you can't yeah, control yourself, right, I mean, right. well, yeah, pitiful people you are, yes. but <laughs> yeah. So it is good to be married. So that's mm-hmm. a good established kind of model to imitate. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. then, um, yeah, so, so marriage is generally in, is, is encouraged. Um, and the, uh, uh, and um, having intercourse with your spouse is seen as a, a good deed um like that you know sort and of not or- just for procreation but for pleasure too oh yeah yeah there's yeah, de- yeah. there's explicit reports about the prophet saying like for instance you know you can use these you know like people asked him about like can we do can we do the the pull out method or can we uh uh use contra i don't know if they had like maybe they had herbal contraceptions or something like that um and I, I, he may have had an issue with that because it was like basically swallowing poison or something to like make it i don't know but anyway but the um <laughs> I, I, I could be just imagining that, but I definitely like, you know, they asked him about, can we do coitus interruptus, the, you know, the, the Latin, uh, the pullout method, but, you know, yeah, can we yeah. do that? He said, yeah, you know, can we do yeah. So they, they would ask him about like, can we do specific things? Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of these people were often coming from like uh, particular Jewish traditions where like they had very spilling the seed was sinful and yeah. Right. And the idea yeah. of like, uh, you know, the, the, the certain, you know, of course, not all of Judaism was like this, but a certain, you know, kind of like the rabbinic traditions had, regu- had, had, had laws about, you know, you know, if you did sex a certain way, it would like make you go blind or curse yeah. you or whatever, you know, there were certain things that were seen as un- impure or whatever. And Islam is, is sort of a, uh, a, a, a bit more, uh, is significantly more permissive in that, in that regard and sees it as generally like, you know, um, as long as it's not anal, it's, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. I think, I think there's some uh, denominations of Christianity that have similar prescriptions uh-huh. for sex too. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. So then jumping forward then to, and maybe that was what stuck out as my ideal, my idea about this, this unforgiving God mm. of okay. as unforgiving Allah that mm-hmm. maybe, yeah. So let's talk on that. Cause that's what stuck out to mm-hmm. you. And mm-hmm. so I, yeah, let, sh- please share with us the forgiveness angle. Sure. That. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess what originally had sparked it, uh, sparked, uh, you know, my reaching out to you was, um, uh, you, you thinking that we're, there was no forgiveness in Islam or something to mm-hmm. that effect. Um, yeah. and, um, well the, the, uh, it's kind of like the, um, the, one of the two of the primary attributes of, of God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, um, Allah is the Arabic word for God. It's, similar to like the Hebrew Elohim, El, 
the 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 part is um like a case marking or something um but it's not, sometimes in the bible it does appear as elo as well or just el yeah. or um in the aramaic parts allah something to that effect so yeah so it's a it's a a cousin word basically um and yeah so allah is 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 god and um uh, the some of the primary attributes that god usually describes himself with in the quran are ar-rahman and ar-rahim um which uh, so rahma rahma is um it's this word that is often translated and i think it's not always a great translation they they generally translate it as mercy um it's actually more like more like love in the in the sense of um uh, the like sort of familial unconditional love mm-hmm. um you know you have two types of words that are sometimes translated as love in the, or mercy in the quran um one is the word hub and that one is more for that is like love in the sense of like i'm happy with your actions or what have you so like there's a verse for instance where uh, uh it says um you know and fight those who fight you but do not aggress do not be the aggressors for allah or god does not love the aggressors and mm-hmm. so he's you know like in the sense of it's something to do with what you're doing uh is the question of hope or like some quality in you but rahma is sort of this unconditional love that has nothing to do with the person uh, it's no, it's due to no quality of the the person receiving it, but it's rather sort of the uh, the generosity, the, the grace, or the uh, the loving nature of God Himself yeah. uh, uh, is what is being referred to there, uh, being referred to as um, similar to the, the 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 love of a mother, for instance. The the the, the same the same root word is used to mean the word for womb. Uh, oh. So like the, like the womb of the mother is the rahm, and so oh. rahma is like the wombness or something, uh, and That's and. Pretty. Uh, so, so Rahman is the one, uh, is one of the names of God that means he's sort of like overflowing with this motherly love, I guess you could say. And Rahim is sort of another word from the same root that um, uh, means something like the, the, the loving or the compassionate or the merciful, all these sort of things. Merciful in the sense of, yeah, like you're, 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 um, you're, you're, being compassionate and f- understanding of people and and forgiving them and in, in fact uh the the one of the one of the like pr- traditional prayers of the month of ramadan uh, uh that we that we say a lot during that month is uh, so oh allah uh you are uh noble and generous and forgiving and you love to forgive so forgive me uh like he he let, let me just read you some of the uh here well so i'll uh, leaving it at that i will say that the difference uh, you know certain types of christianity focus on the idea that uh jesus jesus's sacrifice was like a necessary um necessary to fulfill god's justice right mm-hmm. um and and sometimes the muslim response is kind of like uh, from our perspective, we would say, well, you know, why can't God just forgive people? Like he doesn't, why does he have to kill somebody for it? You know? Uh, and we would say like, it does it, you know, why would you take the sins of other people and put them on like this wonderful person, Jesus? Uh, you know, so, so, so we, we kind of reject the idea that God, you know, has to, you know, like the wages of sin are death kind of thing. So like, you kind of reject that whole scapegoat mentality. Like God didn't mm-hmm. need this sacrifice in order to right. forgive. Yeah. I'm with right. you there. 
and, and and I think there, you know, and granted, that's only one interpretation, really. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I think it is. I think that's Paul's interpretation, right? Yeah, Paul is big on that. Um, but I think I don't think it's the only interpretation within the Christian tradition. No. Um, you know, for instance, like seeing, uh, uh, seeing, seeing um, the, the the crucifixion as uh, similar to the the path or similar in, in, in some interpretations to the Passover sacrifice, which is like a, a Thanksgiving sacrifice that, that um, well, I guess there you have multiple interpretations too, but some people see it, see it as a Thanksgiving sacrifice, you know, where it's like, well, God has forgiven us. So this is a celebration sacrifice. Um, you know, it, there's different um, interpretations there as well, but, uh, but yeah, essentially in the, the Muslim understanding, the Islamic understanding of God, he, he 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 is he is just um and you know but but because he is you know sort of justice is sort of defined by him like if he does it it's almost by definition just it's like he can he can forgive whoever he wants yeah. um and his justice is that well okay here's here here's actually the primary meaning of the justice i suppose is that that no one will be punished uh no no one will be punished undeservedly uh, you know, like in the mm-hmm. afterlife, um, you know, no, no one will be, no one will be made to bear the sin of another. Uh, no one, you know, is wronged. Like everyone is kind of given their due, I suppose. Uh, uh, um, in that, or it's rather, there's a, there's almost like God is limiting himself in how much he punishes, but he doesn't limit himself in how much he forgives. Um, and, and, and so we have a, uh, yeah, we just we we just don't see the sacrifice element as necessary, yeah. and we just see it as like you know if you make sense, God emphasizes that you know if if you forgive if you if you uh, if you are merciful to other people, I will be merciful to you. If you uh, make sincere repentance for whatever, you know, I'll forgive you. Like he mm-hmm. sort of, that's 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 his promise really. Um, um, that uh, that that he makes to us, and we, you know. Um, I guess our style is we we we're not really supposed to talk we're not really supposed to claim that we ourselves are like guaranteed paradise or yeah. that we are or that's a particular person you're not supposed to talk about the afterlife of any particular person because yeah, that's, that's like a, that's, that's god's that's fun. god's that's god's judgment he can do what he yeah. wants you know and 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 um, we can talk about general things like doing such and such thing is bad and is the path to hell or something like that yeah. uh, but like whether you know if somebody does that thing you can't be like oh that guy's going to hell you know uh-huh. because you never That's know good. you don't know yeah. why he did it you don't know his, what's in his heart uh you don't know if he maybe maybe yesterday he did something twice as good as that thing that yeah. you know twice as good as that uh and it's enough that that god says you know you know yes you had a weak moment of weakness here uh but you did this other thing and because of that i'm i'm wiping that away or what have you you know yeah whereas like you can see tons of christian denominations mm. that like almost pat themselves on the back for being able to condemn their neighbor to hell and be well, and, like, and, and claim that they are guaranteed and i'm heaven. safe and i am safe and i just mm-hmm. think okay yeah. well if you're going i'm going no <laughs> right, right yeah it's like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well, that's and I think, good. And, so and, and the forgiveness, and if we get forgiven, it'll be, you know, I feel like uh, this is one of my friends said this. He was like, you know, if, if you're guaranteed forgiveness, then you get to the day of judgment. You're like, yeah, I know. I've, I've been expecting this the whole time. But if you're like scared about it and you're like worried about it, not only are you going to probably going to like check yourself a little bit more, but when you get to the day of judgment and God does forgive you, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, phew, yeah. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a better release if yeah. you want to use the erotic uh, yeah. <laughs> metaphors. Yes, definitely. So talk to me about how or if um, Islam ever tries to entangle itself in politics or what kind of um, if there's anything like that. I guess sometimes mm. I see there's a lot of it and it varies again in Christianity, but some sects of Christianity are like, you know, uh, God was political and we are going to be political and we're going to entangle our religion with politics and mm -hmm. other don't. So is there is there something similar like that? within Islam mm -hmm. or where you see, you know, some, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, there's obviously kind of a spectrum. Uh, there's like, you know, there are some people uh, who kind of uh, see politics as sort of like, Oh, this is a bunch of bullshit. Like we shouldn't get involved in that. Yeah. Uh, you know um, there, there is that, um, you know, and then I guess on the other extreme is kind of like people who try to implement their, interpretation of like something from the like the medieval tradition and try to transplant it into now without really like thinking about how that would work and stuff you know you know what i'm saying so you and have that kind of propagandize it and make it their own well I, I mean everybody makes makes it their own but uh yeah. i was saying the um you know like the extremist groups who are you know what people generally call uh well there are like more liberal Islamists. Um, so that's kind of a big, sorry, I'm getting a little, getting a little caught up in my academia here, but the, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the, uh, but yeah, there's, there's a spectrum basically. Um, and, um, you know, most, most Muslims are, you know, just like, just like anybody else. There's, yeah. there's people, um, uh, of different political persuasions and, um, yeah, I mean, I could talk about it within. I could. I couldn't talk about it in detail about other countries, except just sort of very broad strokes. But I could talk about it in more detail, I suppose, in in the U.S. or something. Um, but I think I think when I mentioned politics uh, in religion, I think I was I was mentioning that um, because I think I I, I um, you know I'm I'm very uh, I'm very I see religion and politics as very intertwined. Uh, you yeah. know, this is like why. Uh, you know, this is my, one of my not very non hippie moments, I suppose. Uh, 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 and um, well, I had some notes actually here. I was trying to organize my thoughts. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I, what what are your what are your thoughts? I mean, I, I think I got the sense from some of your episodes that you kind of see politics as sort of like something that religion just shouldn't be involved, or like you go ahead and say say what you yeah. think. I'm, I'm talking well, too much. I see that um, religion and politics, I thought were set to be distinctly separate from one another. Mm -hmm. um, and not separate that one is better or worse, but just they're separate realms. And when mm -hmm. I see them entangle themselves in with one another, it feels like both are being forced on people. Mm -hmm. And I'm not for that, right? Mm -hmm. I want people to have choice in, you know, what they want to listen to and, and what they mm -hmm. want to learn from. And so that to me just seems like this kind of like dual force mm -hmm. of power and control that mm -hmm. I don't want together. Like I believe mm -hmm. that forms just even a greater monopoly of systemic hierarchies mm -hmm. with, you know, ruling authorities over us that I think they worry me because mm -hmm. with everything that could be created for good and is created for good, it can also be used for evil. Mm -hmm. And just kind of looking at those two 
those two systems, yeah, I don't like to see the entanglement. And I know that within Christian circles, especially with progressive Christianity, mm-hmm. um, they were supposed to be m- moving towards from disentangling themselves from the churches and, you know, have this recognition of separation of church and state, but it's like impossible. So, I mean, overall for me, just in, in my own day to day, what I've done is I've kind of taken both the systems and put them over here as mm-hmm. irrelevant to Danielle, but I know they're relevant to the rest of the world. So I still pay attention to them mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. still make my observations and I still see, you know, oh, that's problematic. And I can conjure up ideas that would solve that by, you know, removing themselves from each other. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as a general overlook of all of this, there's, I'm not going to convince people, right? I mean, I've tried. I'm like, politics is an erotic. Let's reject politics. <laughs> let's focus on what's erotic, right? And people are uh-huh. like, well, let's make politics erotic. And I'm like, feminism tried to do that. It didn't work. So let's just, what would be you know, an exa- how would you do that? How, how would you? Well, feminism you- tried to eroticize politics. And that was in this, you know, and I'm, I'm generalizing, but mm. And it was this in this grand hope of thinking that if women had the the right to uh, tangle themselves up in politics, that aha, we could fix all the problems and 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 solve all the issues and and you know bring sexy into it and bring women empowerment into it, and it just went towards more power and control instead of equality. Like, I feel like it took a leap overward and was like, okay, now that we're getting rights, now we want all of the power. And I'm like, okay, so the, the whole desire for power thing might be the problematic force behind it all. And so that's in just my view, I think that's where the attempt to eroticize politics failed because eroticization mm-hmm. is not about power or control. And that's mm-hmm. what ended up happening, I think, with just some of the ultra more radicalized feminist Mm-hmm. ultra liberal movements i mean not all of oh, so so when you say when you're saying when you're uh saying eroticized politics you mean like um make it sexy or and make it loving make it kind okay. make it compassionate mm-hmm. make it mm-hmm. wholly inclusive and mm-hmm. and and fully actualize diversity in mm-hmm. and not just uh well, i just want mm-hmm. diversity with this opinion or that one and those are the only mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. right I don't mm-hmm. want just two choices. I want all choices. And yeah, there's a lot of components that I see that politics and erotics just are completely oppositional to each other, mainly mm-hmm. because I think overall in politics, more so in partisanship, it's about being opposed to something or against something. And eroticism is fully about being just for and unifying and integrating. And so that's mm-hmm. where I see a foundational kind of budding of heads and then it just mm. stems on for there you know it's like unity versus exclusivity and exclusivity that looks like diversity but is sometimes manifested into more segregation and so it gets tricky <laughs> okay hmm. okay from my view i'm not saying it's the right view but it's just the way i know yeah, i'm just trying to yeah, yeah see where you're coming from too and I, um uh the um so yeah i i, I guess i see um, you know, I'm trying to think of how, how galaxy brain to get here. That's my problem. Um, galaxy brain the, sounds really cool. <laughs> okay. All right. If you want to do that, <laughs> um, oh, did I lose my audio there for a second? Are you, hello? 
I'm here. I'm, you, I'm about okay. to light a cigarette. And so oh, okay. It sorry, to I thought, allow you to talk. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I heard something. I thought maybe it my I thought maybe my headphones uh, conked out. But anyway, uh, the um, so so you know I heard this guy. Uh, he's a like a Greek Orthodox theologian, uh, David Bentley Hart. He said something once once that it really resonated with I me. Like that him. like I like him. Oh, you do. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's 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 super pretentious. But if you get over that, Fox, you're like yeah, this dude's is. awesome. This yeah. guy this guy yeah. loves it. You yeah. know, he's, so <laughs> he's having pompous. a great time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, he said like that uh, that religions are not like closed systems. Uh, you know, they're really they're ongoing conversations, which are often you know uh, uh, that, primarily yes. informed by one particular text or another, or you know, taking from a certain you know moment of revelation or what have you. And um, you know, so but but a lot of times uh, you also get this effect where uh, you know. Um, you know, you have somebody in history that has these great revelations and insight and charisma and whatever. And then, you know, and then, and then that does sometimes build into a great project where people are like, Hey, let's figure out, you know, what's the best thing to let's, let's think about ethics. Let's think about science. Let's uh, figure out what the best way to do a government is. And, you know, let's, uh, you know, what should we do in our, how do we be good people? You know, they, they, generate these institutions and people like working together on these like very important uh you know fundamental you know what's the meaning of life all these things like that's why i love religion because like that's what it is it's people working on these like fundamental most important issues right yeah and then you know just naturally uh, you know one group in a certain place will be talking with each other more often than they're talking with other people and they might kind of have certain uh, texts that they kind of agree on are like the best or whatever. And they, over time, things sort of crystallize into what we call religion. Right. Um, and, and, and so like the idea that religion and politics would be separate. Um, like I, I agree in the sense that of course, like, I don't think it's a good idea to have the religion, uh, to have the government, um, you know, like mandating theology and ritual practice and things like mm -hmm. that, you know, um, or like giving, uh, uh, you know, different rights to different uh, uh, groups just based on like ethnicity or, or whatever, um, mm -hmm. uh, or, uh, or religious identification. Um, but the, the, the um, you know, so, so when I say that like religion and politics are, you know, they're both part of the project of life. They're both part of, you know, mm, that's a good point they're, you know, politics, we like, I think we stereotype when we think of politics, we tend to think of, oh, that's like that, you know, far away, like gossipy bullshit that a bunch of people are doing in Washington or whatever. Right. Yeah. And like, that is unfortunately part of it because like they are, there's, you know, politicians are human beings and we have a democracy where, you know, I think uh, democracy is, is good, but the downside is you have to deal with other people, you know? <laughs> so it's yeah. like, yeah. Uh, so, so uh, the, you know, in, in my thinking about like Islamic history, about how like things evolved out of like the tribal losses. And you have similar things going on all over the world where like, you know, what we think of as modern governments and legal systems are, you know, built somewhat organically, you could say out of, out of these like tribal legal traditions where, you know, every tribe maybe for a while they have their own way of doing things. And, um, in their internal matters, they do whatever they want. But then what happens when you have two tribes disagreeing on something, you know, you have to like, uh, 
uh, how do you settle that, right? You know, so you get yeah. this, this building up of either legal norms that are kind of accepted uh, 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 in large regions, um, or you get like, well, the tribe that's stronger, like they get to pick that, uh, they get to pick, you know, they get to make the ruling or what have you, kind of naturally, the, the most, you know, the, the stronger party will always, you know, be able to choose the ruling and that, and maybe that, you know, becomes part of the accepted uh, sort of like international law, you could say, uh, mm -hmm. among all the different groups in that region. And this is, you know, and I'm talking about, uh, you know, the seventh century and whatnot, but then, but, you know, that the same, the same project uh, continues into today, right? So, so I think, I think there's an impulse that a lot of people have to sort of just juxtapose, you know, you, they think of like large normal modern government bureaucracies. Uh, and then they have like small scale, natural local governments, they kind of like have this image in their mind, like, oh, natural, small local government, that's like natural. But this other stuff is sort of is like an alien import or something. I think, mm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. People have this idea. But, um, but, you know, like, yeah, I just, I just think that really, I mean, granted, like large bureaucracies and large numbers of people, it's like, uh, you know, there are certain like pros and cons to that in the sense that like, it might be harder as an individual, for instance, to like influence the system. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, I, and, and, there, and it's, you know, perhaps even a few hundred years later, we like our cultures uh, haven't like fully adapted to uh, uh, to the modern system. So it's kind of like, we're still struggling to like, you know, cope with all this new stuff that's happened in the past, like three, 400 years or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so, so I like the, but there's, but I think when you really think about it, there's no, there's no like, um, there's no reason like small government is necessarily better than large government or vice versa, for instance. And, mm -hmm. and I mean by scale, as far as like, what the bigger the scale because you know if you're in a small village and uh you know there's no outside influence and it's just like the village elders decide what to do and they have a grudge against you then you're screwed you know um or or if the you know if the if it's a small town and um you know whatever the uh, the one business guy is his cousin is the mayor you know he's going to get the government the village contracts and there's nothing they can do about it or or the or you know the the, if it's a small town and like all the jobs belong to this one factory that's there or, or this coal mine or whatever, like then that company that runs that coal mine or that factory will essentially be in charge of the town, you know, yeah. uh, because, because the, 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 even if the, even if the, even if the village is supposedly democratic or trying to be democratic, you let they vote on everything. There's, there's just too much pressure of like, well, do you want all the jobs to go away? You know? Uh, then you better not go against the company, you know? Uh, um, yeah. So, so like, I think that there's a sort of an understandable suspicion of large uh, modern governments, but I think like we're kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, uh, it's kind of the best we got. And we kind of like, especially when we're dealing with like global size problems and whatnot, we just sort of have to start increasingly cooperating on a go out global scale uh, in whatever may that way that means. And like these large scale, well, with, you know, we have huge populations where, uh, you know, it's just the, the, the most sensible thing to do is often, is often not the most, uh, you know, even it, we tend to think of like, oh, the new way to do things. And then the old fashioned, like the old fashioned way is better. The old fashioned way is better. It's gotta be more natural. But, you know, if you, a lot of times really the, 
the problem, the reason people don't do a, an old fashioned thing anymore is because it's sort of just unsustainable at a large scale. You know, like we, we don't have, uh, you know, uh, if everybody had, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example of, uh, uh, you, you know, just the way, like, I don't know, in the 1700s or whatever, the way we don't farm the way we used to, and damn it, we don't want to go back to that because right, exactly, gone. yes, thank you. However, yeah, exactly. there. So it's interesting that you talk about this, and I agree. We we are always trying to like take a step forward and mm -hmm. learn from what we've done in the past and make it more efficient and make it better for the world. Um, mm -hmm. What's interesting is I was recently listening to I don't know if you know who Peter Kingsley is. He's a historian and a Jungian scholar. And mm -hmm. he was talking about Carl Jung's uh, The Red Book, Liber Novus. Mm -hmm. it, it, it had come out a few years ago. Anyway, what Carl Jung had said was really stood out to me. And it was about this idea that religion and history revealed to us the importance of these traditions because when we want to kind of like create, when we want to move forward with a new creation, we have to give birth to the old in this new time. And so that we always have kind of like a gentle reverence and appreciation for our, our ancient structures of religion and tradition, and mm -hmm. that we don't lose sight of that, which I think is, I mean, the general appeal and reverence in the, the three main religions of the world, you know, Islam, Christianity, and Judaism is that how do we maintain those traditions mm -hmm. in the new world? And how can mm -hmm. we keep, recreating those old traditions for this new time yeah and oh, that yeah. you know because honestly everything's such a circle sometimes right everything just comes back around full circle and so to see that i mean so what i wanted to say is like the farming practices we don't want to farm mm -hmm. the way they did they did but we actually mm -hmm. do because we're learning that the way that we have mechanized everything is actually destroying the country or the world and mm -hmm. how can we look back at how we used to do things mm -hmm. to kind of give birth to new mm -hmm. environmental mm -hmm. ideas. You know what I mean? Right. Like, okay. So, anyway, yeah. roundabout way of reappreciating religion and tradition, I should say. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, just in listening to you talk and just, you know, kind of processing a little bit, it is kind of silly for me to even say that I think they should be separate because the reality is, is if we are to be integrated beings, you know, we want to mm -hmm. make sure that we're folding in all the important dimensions of our, our, you know, mental, emotional, physical, sexual, spiritual selves. How can we not integrate our religion to our politics and our politics mm -hmm. to our religion? Or how can they yeah. not have an entanglement and an influence upon one another? Exactly. Maybe in retrospect, maybe the, you know, the, the moral good that initiated this kind of merging was so that one could keep the other in check, right? Because absolute power corrupts, right? And so to mm -hmm. keep people in check from taking mm -hmm. too much power and trying to be too controlling, to mm -hmm. have this moral and ethical kind of influence on one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think religion, you know, uh, if we're talking about, you know, sort of like the scriptures and the, uh, you know, the particular types of religion that we usually think of, I think they, they, they definitely act as a call to deep thinking and serious thinking about morality and how, and like the fact that we should sort of, um, yeah, take, take ethics, ethics seriously and things like that. And I, I, I think politics is, is kind of like the, 
the, the, the tool or the way of implementing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, like, um, so like, so like, for instance, uh, I would see, you know, the way to prevent, you know, my, my seeing that like tyranny and, and, um, you know, tyranny is bad, right? Everyone can yeah. agree tyranny is bad. So how do we prevent that? And it's through, you know, decentralization of power and things like that. Because uh, if power gets, yeah, like you said, p- power corrupts. Uh, and so when, you know, power becomes too concentrated, it, uh, it, it often, if it, if it doesn't corrupt the person or the group, it often has corrupting effects on society. Um, you know, so, so like, like, like I said, the, you know, the, if you're in a town where the power is concentrated in this factory or what have you, uh, and, and, you know, the interests of that factory are X, Y, and Z, like they're going to, you know, they're pushing for the good of their, their profit. They're not pushing for what's going to make the best, the, the, you know, make the schools better or something, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to, they're going to try to, you know, they're it's solely over and, and, and it's not necessarily people are, you know, doing it on purpose or like scheming, like, Illuminati stuff or whatever, but it's just like, you know, if you, if you, if you make, you know, bankers in charge of everything, they're going to, you know, give them a lot of influence, or if you give any group a lot of more influence than, than they should in the society, they're going to push society to like shape around what they think is important, et cetera. Um, You know, so just sort of like natural human uh, uh, things will 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 cause that you know or like you know if you if and and here's here's i think where like where i would sort of i think the main uh differentiation between me and like uh uh you know conservatives uh political conservatives or whatever the right or what have you uh whatever you want to call it uh would be that you know concentration of power uh is a danger and it's not just a threat in government institutions. And uh, it's also a problem in financial uh, things, you know, because like when you have, um, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, the fact that like there's people arguing all about how like, oh, it's good or bad that Trump got tossed off Twitter or what have you, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm like, okay, the problem is not what, it's not that we shouldn't, we shouldn't be like rooting for uh, our favorite millionaire. Cause that means we're going into like old feudalism where it's like, we have, you know, lords that were like landlords that we live under and we just, you know, there were in their armies and it's just lords fighting each other. Right. So, so, but the problem is that there's this company that's, you know, it's not, there's no vote. Like we don't get to vote on what Twitter does. Yeah. It's a private company that controls this thing that is so huge, such a huge part of our society that it basically people start to think of it as like, if you cut me off of that, I don't, that's my free speech, you know, which technically it's not because the you know, it's only the government that the first amendment applies to. Right. You know, you, you don't, if you have a, you know, you have perfect right to take, put whatever you want on your podcast uh, or not allow someone on your podcast, but you know, uh, you know, if, if you decide not to have me on your podcast, I can't go and say, Oh, she's restricting my free speech. Right. You know? Yeah. So, so, so the thing is we have to either like, like in this case, the problem is that this one guy basically uh, can make this decision that impacts the entire country and nobody voted for him. Um, 
so, so the thing is you either have to have strong antitrust laws that break these things up so that, you know, if you kick got, if you get kicked off Twitter and then you're like, Oh, whatever, I'll just go over to this other platform. Um, you know, uh, but you know, you don't have these massive companies that can make huge decisions for all of society or you nationalize it. You know, you like make the, you turn the, turn the internet into a utility in which case the first, the, the first amendment would apply. Um, and uh, that's one I tend to lean more toward the the first solution um, just because I, you know, you, or you could have that option. I'm okay with like having, if you had a nationalized, uh, like a national, uh, uh, you know, Twitter, and then you had a bunch of other stuff as well. Like maybe that would work. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what the perfect solution is, but um, that's kind of like the, the two thing that th- that's the real issue. I think, you know, as opposed to uh, getting caught up in the sort of like, um, you know, the, 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 the sort of, oh, Twitter's bad or good or whatever. It's No, it's the problem yeah. is that Twitter has that power. It, it does. And that's the thing. You know, you said you can't vote, but we can vote. We can vote with our choice to use that platform if we don't agree with their policies, which is, you know, it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow, but it's true. If you don't like what Twitter did with Trump, if you don't like what Parler did with conservatives, mm. it's America and we mm-hmm. have a choice in this country to, you can go build yourself your own damn platform just like these mm. people did, or you can go find another platform that will host your opinion without concern about how it's interpreted to other people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a tricky situation because, I mean, I myself operate in circles that are already kind of like in this little limbo zone of censorship when it comes to anything that talks about sex or eroticism. It's a very Mm. tricky topic with Mm. different privately owned hosted forums, right? Which again, they have the right to do. And Mm. so I guess that's a great, I mean, that's just a good kind of thought process to think about is would we want a, a municipal utility internet Mm. platform like that that the federal government is overseeing no kidding Mm. and then all of you know your constitutionally protected rights would 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 they be observed there and this Mm. is that the route to go but then it's like do you want to let the government run your internet and then what if they take Mm. over the whole internet and then do they get to control twitter and facebook and how does that work but just a a think puzzle people could Mm -hmm you know, consider for a little bit and ruminate on that. It's, it's very mm-hmm. interesting, but yeah, we ultimately, I think it's like, we're, we're down to a choice. You know, you do get to vote with, with your money. You get to vote with, with your usage of whatever apps that you prefer. And mm-hmm. that, I mean, it's one, but it's one that sets, you know, mm-hmm. the stage for something to be imitated. If that's the case mm-hmm. to spark change. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess, um, the, the the other thing is like usually um i mean the the uh like 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 why do you think it is that twitter has such a monopoly for instance on these things um i and i it's not so much i think twitter has a monopoly because i think mm-hmm. twitter doesn't even have like nearly the same amount of users that Facebook does. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for instance, I don't even think Twitter's that influential. Mm -hmm. Facebook, however, is. Um, They just have, you know, all these rich guys, they have the capacity to buy up their competition. Mm -hmm. So 
in that regard, could they be viewed as a monopoly? I mean, the, what Amazon does with independent businesses that want to sell their stuff is like, I'm just going to buy your whole business and sell your shit for mm-hmm. you, right? Right. And so they have that capacity to do it because they have mm-hmm. the finances to do it. Mm-hmm. And if people don't like it, I mean, and I guess that's why we look at it like a monopoly because we're like, oh, I don't like that. But then at the same time, I'm like, but isn't it still legal, Right. I mean, mm-hmm. there's nobody stopping them from doing it right now. Like Zuckerberg can go buy up all the apps he wants so long as those people are willing to sell to him. Right. And what do you do I mean, from te- there? Technically, there should be antitrust laws against a lot of yeah. these things. Yeah, so, but so they, when, but, the, you know, when they, does the government the corporations step in have, and stop have them? Then, well, yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, fingers with their right. donations. Exactly, yeah. So that's, so that's where we see the intertangling. It's not so much religion we should worry about, is, but the economic system well religion could be a problem I, just, I mean it definitely yeah. is not you know it's just not really an issue right now like it's not there's no uh well i mean i guess you could there there's you know the, the evangelicals are you know using the uh, uh you know the process to implement things that they want and if you don't agree with that then you see that as a problem i suppose um mm-hmm. you know so yeah the the yeah so i i see politics as you know it's our way of managing our affairs as a society it's it's yeah. it's it's we're deciding who gets what and mm-hmm. and, and so um the yeah i just see it as a very kind of like i see it as as my in trying to be a holistic person and trying to pay attention to the important issues i think uh, you know, I think politics to me is one of those important issues that, you mm-hmm. know, impacts people's lives. If I can vote for a candidate that will bring benefit to people that will, uh, uh, you know, um, okay. It's hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. Um, the, um, you know, bring if benefit I can, to people. Right. If I can bring benefit to people, to the society, uh, then it's kind of like I, I should do that. You know, that's that's a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so, yeah, I just see, you know, we're such a uh, we praise the God. We have like, uh, you know, so many resources in the world uh, and in our country specifically uh, as well. Like there's no reason we should have, you know, homeless people in slums and stuff like that. We I just, agree. We, we you know, and there's and nobody takes it like there's so many there's so much there's such a like, you know, uh, uh, and I mean, if I can get a little fire and brimstone, so it's just like, yeah. it, it like, it's, it just strikes me, you know, there's, there, oh, in, in Matthew 23, let me just, let me just reference this, uh, this, uh, I don't know if you're, uh, Matthew 23, I, I had think this. I think I just used this one a few weeks ago, but yeah. Where he said, you know, where Jesus is preaching, he says, you know, woe to you scribes and pharisees and hypocrites you build the tombs of the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous and you say if we had lived in the days of our ancestors we wouldn't have taken them taken part in with them in shedding the prophet's blood and so you testify against yourselves that you are the descendants of those who murdered the prophets fill up then the measure of your ancestors sin uh and it's and you know and and that just sprung to mind you know i think that's especially relevant to like what's going on in our politics right now um (laughs) <laughs> where, you know you just like uh, all the prophets are eating some big old plates of crow right now i think <laughs> in the pro- big of crow all the self anointed all the self-anointed prophets of the evangelical and charismatic churches are eating a bunch of crow right now because they're oh like trump didn't uh Oh, oh, sorry. I'm not. I I don't know that phrase. Oh. Eating crow, like, is that feeling? Oh, uh, just kind of like um. Uh, uh, 
having to be forced with doing an about face, you know. Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah. they were so wrong with. Oh, okay. Must be a Minnesotan gotcha. thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I maybe have heard it. I we just, eat I, plates of crow. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's not, that's not what I know. But uh, yeah, and just like um, the the like, you know, I, I really, uh, uh, you know, just like the fact that we had like I've always. And I think there is there's a spiritual element to this as well. You know the, you know part of what I think you know. So I'll, well, I'll I'll try to be more specific. So I'm not trying to tiptoe around and be whatever politically correct or something. So yeah, so just I just say I, what I, you want to say. Okay, all right. I'll say what I want to say. All right. That's what this. That's what your 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 show style is, right? Okay. Yeah. So I I I I grew up in a very kind of like, uh, Republican suburban kind of mm-hmm. bubble, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just, and, and, and you get the sense that like, you know, at least I did, I kind of got the sense that like, you know, the way, like nobody really ever taught me well how to interpret politics or like, you know, with the, like, you know, I remember my first election, I think was John McCain and Obama. Uh, and I was just like, I don't know what to think of these guys. They're profit. They're, they their parties sound whatever it was and granted things were less polarized at that time maybe yeah. in some ways mm, i don't know that's yeah. maybe a myth that could be a little bit i don't of a know myth, See, actually. And that was so long ago i don't think i was paying attention either yeah and and so it's just like you know so i so i like i totally empathize with you know a lot of people who kind of know that there's a lot of horseshit going on and a lot of bullshit in the sort of like narratives that you're given right yeah. and that like you need to dig to find out what's actually going on but then i'm like you also have to be careful that you're not building your own bullshit like you got to be like this takes study this is not just like watching a bunch of youtube video no youtube videos can be good but when i say that i mean like weird conspiracy theory youtube stuff uh you know i like, sometimes i watch yeah or whatever yeah i mean there's tons of stuff and i granted i enjoy some of this stuff too and it's it's, it's it can be yeah and it could be it could be it could be food for thought yeah uh yeah i, I, I some they often have core they, they have kernels of truth yes, yes yes i think they have kernels of truth but they 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 often then they spiral into you know not you know la la land where you can't really like, like disprove right. anything are you and, tripping what's going on <laughs> yeah i mean it, it actually is it's and it's it is a type of religious like phenomenon you know where people are like you know they, they want to make sense of the world right right and and uh you know it's it's easier to be like oh well that's you know this is this spirit manifesting is this group and this happened because of the will of this person and this is and john f kennedy will come back from the dead to do this or you know whatever um so it's it's like i understand the kind of psychological appeal of it but like um yeah i just see it as kind of again part of the project the the holistic project of uh, of trying to learn about the world at which is learning about God, like God, this is God's creation. This is his will. This is, you know, uh, 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 Islam is very monotheistic and very like, no, every, you know, there's nothing aside from the will of God, like nothing stops what God's will, uh, or at least maybe not all of Islam. Like some people say there will a little bit emphasize the question of free will a little bit more. I'm a little bit more like, well, we, you know, we have to act as we, as if we have free will anyway, like it doesn't really make a difference if we have free will or not. So, yeah. uh, but I think technically in a certain sense, like if, on a higher level, like everything is, is just everything that we're experiencing, everything we're doing is a unfolding of God an unfolding mm-hmm. of his nature. Like um, so, so um, 
Oh God. All right. We're, I can't remember where I, where we I went We're talking that. about how we need to explore the world and think about these ideas. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, 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 you know, I, I kind of came out of that bubble and like, you know, I, I took Arabic class and I learned about Islam and I, you know, met different people and, you know, we all go through these phases. I, for a while, I was kind of like libertarian. I was like a Ron Paul supporter because he's like not about bombing random countries for no reason. And, and ending the Fed. Like, That's a good idea. And he seems, he seems like a nice guy. And like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like he was, he was just, uh, yeah, he was the most like likable and relatable and seemingly sensible person uh, that I, that I recall at the time. Um, and the, um, and, and you know, then I I just continued to learn things and watch different shows, and now and now like I'm I've started to the past few years I've been learning a lot from just like from the left, uh, and 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 a and, and when I say the left, I mean uh, uh, I, I I mean not quite the. Um, like it's the uh, uh, the people who I guess would consider themselves farther left than like the the standard Democrats, um, mm -hmm. and, and and you know I think um, you know how would I describe it? I mean, granted, like I said, you know, there's people with all sorts of different types of ideas, but generally, I would say one of the defining things, and I and I and this is almost spiritual for me, is that you know, like every every you know, I can always remember like growing up and now even though, you know, I go past a homeless person on the street or something and sometimes I give them something, but I know like it's whatever, they're going to be homeless tomorrow. Like I can't, you know, I feel trapped that I'm like, I can't, you know. I'm and not why don't we invite them to our house, right? Because we, we caught up well, in that, right? Well, that's complicated because, you know. Exactly, I know. I've, right, so it's complicated. So, and so, so I had that frustration and, and then there's kind of this idea that like, you know, there's this very strong impulse from, from my religious background and from my religion, from my, you know, my, my, my faith, both, you know, both from my Christian life and now what, you know, as I'm continuing to uh, uh, live it in the Islamic tradition, you know, that like, this is like, why, why would we allow this to happen here? This is like our obligation to take care of these people. You know, mm -hmm. we have, there's, there's no shortage of food. There's no shortage of space. Have you seen the, 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 the giant, like, you know, uh, bank lobbies that are empty at night while homeless people sleep outside, yep. you know, like yep. there's no shortage of space mm -hmm. or, or anything. Like, it's just the fact that we, we insist on basically, you know, the way we distribute things, the way we have, the way we set up everything to be through a, a certain system that, uh, you know, a certain system of how do jobs work? How do jobs work? How, who gets paid for what, where does the money come from, et cetera, et cetera. And like the, you know, and, and so I feel like after we walk out of the church or the mosque or whatever, we're kind of given all these excuses of like, ah, oh, you know, there's nothing you can do this, the, yeah. the, you know, and, th and then I was kind of like, wait a minute, didn't we like go to the freaking moon? didn't we like build the highway system? Like, and granted, it's not like just, Oh, I'm going to go build a highway system as an, as a, as a cowboy, you know, it's like, yeah. we friggin' like said, okay, uh, the government is going to, you know, and it's democracy. It's not perfect, but it's yeah. definitely better than, than the alternative, which is people, you know, like big powerful institutions that are not accountable in any way, like yeah. large corporations. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the, uh, we freaking decided as a society that we're going to make it easier for people to like 
travel around and it changed life forever. It's huge. It's yeah. a huge system. Like you're telling me we can do that and we can't friggin' just like, all right, we're going to take a uh, chop, exactly. chop a piece of the budget here. We're going to build these houses. We're going to invest in these schools. We're going to, uh, uh, you know, give all these people social care and counseling for drugs and whatever. And we, we could fix all the, we could fix all this shit in a year if yeah. we wanted to. Maybe, maybe yeah. that's, how, maybe that's, maybe that's a little bit crazy, but you know what I'm saying? Like I, and that was, that was what I found in the left is this type of idea that, Hey, we can, we can actually do this shit. Like people have been making excuses for it forever, but we could like, this is not impossible. You know, and, and, and there's people making like, okay, some, you know, weird transgender person on Twitter, like makes fun of you or calls you a cis scum or whatever. And you, and okay, that's annoying. That's weird, whatever. But like, then you're going to use that as an excuse to like not give people healthcare. Like what is going on? Like, yeah. I, I just have this, Yeah. I'm, I'm very, uh, mm. I just feel that, you know, the, the, the thrust of, uh, uh, you know, what you could like, uh, you know, like, like the, 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 the type of ideas that are coming out of like, you know, Bernie Sanders and, and, and that wing of the, 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 the uh, that wing of the party. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, mostly, yeah, there's like the left as far as, yeah, I just I just feel very uh, strongly that like those economic um, and cultural to some extent uh, uh, projects are sort of where we should be, you know, if we're to be serious about our like our ethics and living them and implementing them. Um, mm-hmm. Like that's what we should do is, we, you know, the, like the New Deal back in like FDR's days. Uh, you know, FDR was like this was like one of the most popular presidents of all time. And he set up for the first time things like Social Security and, uh, and you know, and, and like yeah, I understand the Green that these... New Deal, Social Security. Exactly. So that's why I'm like, let's do the Green New Deal. Let's do all this shit. Like, why not? Like, it's just anyway. So so that's that's kind of where I'm coming from. And I see it as that's how I like if I am to live as as someone trying to live out the will of God and and, and implement justice etc. I'm going to use whatever tools are at my disposal, which is, you know, this democratic society, which I think is, you know, the best we can do, uh, more or less, or, you know, we can, I think we're still working on it, obviously. I think but, yeah. we are. I think we see it folding and shifting. And mm-hmm. I, so long as we allow what it is that we have is our like rule of law, if we allow mm-hmm. it to grow in, in, in transform, I think we'll we'll see that path towards progress and we will hopefully take this human stance that getting people in houses and making sure they're fed and making sure they're provided for takes precedence over deciding which country we should invade next because we want their resources Mm -hmm. because we have enough resources we don't need to be taking anybody's resources right now we Mm -hmm. need to be over here distributing the resources to everybody to those who don't have it and then worry why are we worrying about a lack of resources when we know we have such an abundant culture here mm-hmm. in this country? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm totally on board with you like that. Um, mm-hmm. Probably just have, you know, different ways about getting that and mm-hmm. that we'll probably disagree with. So. Yeah. And, and, and I just, and, and, and I understand that, but I, I, yeah. I also kind of just say like, well, you know, like I said, we built the highway system. Like if we can do that, we can do some pretty, you know, I, that's, yeah. If we can do that, we can do I mean, if we were we like, we want to get from point A to point B, why can't we say now we want to get people at a point A to start? Mm-hmm. I mean, and give them that. 
Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a good hope for humanity to bring about healing and unity. Absolutely yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Um, I want to be mindful of your time. So um, I think maybe we should probably wrap this, but I, I am so appreciative of you reaching out to me for sharing space with me. And I learned much about Islam and much about you, Matthew. And I'm just really, really appreciative of that. Thank you so much. Likewise. Thanks for talking with me. Yeah. And let's, you know, try and do it again. If you uh, find any more uh, critiques in any of the other podcasts, oh, or, be sure yeah, to whatever. let me I'm, know. And I'm we always, can always meet again. Down to, I'm always down to talk philosophy, theology, uh, politics. I might want to pick all your my, brain your about best... what is truth in a couple oh. of weeks here. I actually oh want to get a little panel together and talk about truth. Oh, boy. From an ontological view. Oh, God. Um, I've been reading Michel Foucault, so I'm kind oh, of okay. different. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I haven't I have read a little bit of him. Uh, he's, a little, he's a little much, but... Uh... He is. He is. <laughs> I've, I tried a long time ago, and I was like, uh-huh. fuck this. And then I think I did Nietzsche, which was, oh, mm. yeah. heavy. I, I prefer to take those guys, delu- like, I like to have it secondhand. I just like... Somebody so, read them, study them, and tell me what they're saying. I don't, so I don't, I've had this book for like six years, uh-huh. A- Atlas Shrugged. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read it, Ayn Rand? Uh, no, I'm, I'm generally familiar with the, the, the ideas of it or whatever. Yeah, um, of objectivism. Yeah. Yeah, she's, wow. I, so I opened that today, and I went to the back. Mm-hmm. I went to the ending first, and okay. I got sucked into that and just – these ideas of how to bring about a greater world. And it was kind mm. of amazing. So I'm going in some deep journeys lately. So I might have you back to have some mm. deeper philosophical. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm working on uh, like kind of what I'm working on right now, just in my, whatever, my mental spare time is I'm just thinking about consciousness because that's, that's, that's uh-huh. really one of the big ones. That's one of the, and I, yes. I think truth is very much connected to that. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, I can't, I, I, I um, uh, yeah, but yeah, like I said, I'm, I, this, the, the creation of Allah is, you know, uh, what is the, there's a verse um, in the Quran that um, to, to God belongs the East and the West, wherever you turn your face, there is the face of God. So like, that's, that's, that's like my spirituality is like learning things and trying to, yeah, basically. Um, So any, anything, I'm always happy to talk about it. And, awesome. Uh, awesome. Yeah, whatever. All right. Well, but, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, sure thing. And listeners, thanks for listening. Take care. Good night.